early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket because we are going on a first class ride across the web. Well, welcome back to yet another episode of What's Going On. And in this week, uh, what's going on with yeast? Uh, this has been a big question of mine for quite some time. Uh, how do they get into little packets of instant yeast that you can just make bread with? Uh, how, how do they just single out yeast? Uh, what, what the hell is yeast? I know that it's an active bacteria, but I don't really understand how we came to get it. Patrick. I wanted to ask you a question. So I just did a little bit of research and found out that there's a bunch of different species of yeast. Were you familiar with this? No, I was not at all. And I also found out that yeast is a fungus or fungi. I had no idea. I thought it was like some sort of animal or something. I don't know. You really thought? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, are fungi animals? No, no. I don't think so. I think it's still in the the. It's like oh, a God, plant type thing. Some biology. I know. I yeah, no some idea. type of plant shit. Um, no, but I thought it was like no. a, a microorganism type thing, like an amoeba. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Like, yeah. No. 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 Bigger, I I, I, I agree. I thought kind of the same thing as well. Um, how many? I don't know if you found this in your research, but uh, how many species of yeast do you think there are? Oh, I did not find that, but I could imagine that it's a lot because it's like it's a process or it's a label that defines like how it reproduces and stuff like that instead of mm -hmm. it being an actual like certain species or something so i think a lot fits into that category yeah they don't really give like a specific number but it says it's like more than this um ten thousand just throw out a number all right, that's a little. <laughs> it just says there are more than fifteen hundred species of yeast, but we only use. I mean, we use a decent amount depending on what we're using it for. Uh, but there's a handful of like main types of yeast, which I didn't even know. I honestly thought it was all just the same shit. That's kind of what I thought too. But yeah, they keep using like certain names for it, like everyone knows what it is. I'm like. It, does everyone know these types of yeast? Like, am I just missing out here? <laughs> I kind of thought it was all the same. Yeah, because I actually just I, bought honestly, yeast a couple days ago. Same. I was looking same. at like a couple of different of those bottles. I'm like, I don't understand what the difference is here, so I just kind of grab one. But yeah, I always just get the instant yeast packets for. I mean, I'm normally making soft pretzels. That's what I'm go with. But it, uh, yeah, I've always just gotten the little packets. I literally had no idea. That there was different types of yeast. Very <laughs> strange. <laughs> the more you know. All right, so going into the history of yeast, I'm not too sure how accurate it is. I mean, we talked about in the past that there's a bunch of stories and whatnot of how, you know, things get brought up. But ironically, I feel like this is one of the first times that we've said no one really knows when we started using yeast. There's not really a very specific time. All I know is that it was about 5,000 years ago, and we I believe it was in Egyptian times that... See, I don't even know if it's this. It's depending on what type of yeast you're looking at, I think. Sorry, I'm getting off topic already. Uh, but the, the first type of like bread yeast that I'm seeing was actually 
just old porridge that sat out for too long and then started fermenting. And then they started cooking that, and that's what the first type of bread was, ah. which sounds disgusting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw a lot of articles that were like, oh, we have no idea. It was probably something like someone just left something out too long, and then they saw it like rising, and they're like, wow, that's amazing. That's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, a lot of they didn't really think, look for a scientific explanation. They would just say that it was type, some type of god that was allowing <laughs> that to rise. But I think that um, it's interesting right, so, that people were making alcoholic beverages before bread. That's what I was about to say because that's what tripped me up is because I know that beer and stuff takes a little bit of yeast as well. So, and this says that beer has been discovered at least 10,000 years ago. And that's still, it's still Egyptians. They're, they've run it everything back then. Yeah. Um, Indoor plumbing. So I don't out. know if, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check out that good old episode 0. 0.3. But no, yeah, like I, it, um, I don't really understand. It, it has to be, it has to be with beer, right? I, oh God, we need to do the fucking beer episode so we can figure this shit out. Yeah, we really do. We haven't gotten to the bottom of this yet, but we will. Yeah, we can put when we do the blog post, we'll we'll get a, a definitive answer for that. But yeah, so they didn't even have you know sing, they didn't single out yeast just yet. Back in Egyptian times, it looks like they were using this thing called I don't know how to pronounce this leavened. What that is is basically just an old chunk of the bread that they cooked that they just left out so they can mix more flour and other crap with it so that the yeast inside of that would just continue to grow. That sounds even worse. than just, So using old porridge, <laughs> uh, letting that ferment forever, and then cutting out a chunk of it and then just <laughs> continuously reusing it. Oh I my still God. don't understand how that like makes safe edible food like i i see that that's how they did it but i just still don't understand how that works you know i don't know but it, it, they say that it like the cooking it burns all the like yeast and alive bacteria inside of it that's fair okay. but i mean what about the god just i mean how how long do you use like a leaving ball though like how I, before I you're just, just like all right going. that's disgusting i think people do that <laughs> with like do. sourdough now that's what i was gonna say yeah i was gonna ask what sourdough was but is it just an extra fermented piece of bread i'm pretty sure oh so sourdough bread it's fermented dough of course using naturally occurring lactobacilli and yeast i think that the lactic acid that's produced by the lactobacilli gives it a more sour taste and improved keeping qualities so now we're getting into specialized bacteria for the yeast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now what the skipping fuck? way ahead, we like genetically have selected the perfect yeast for everything. You know, you got baker's yeast and brewer's yeast and all of that. Mm-hmm. But then even within that, um, in order to get alcohol over 15%, we had to make like a genetically modified yeast because that's like kind of the natural limit um before the yeast actually start dying from you know being in from the alcohol yeah that's crazy oh my god how so they just genetically modified it to be able to last in that like harsher alcoholic condition yeah yeah i mean it's i feel like it's just kind of like a selective breeding type thing i don't know 
exactly how that works, but yeah, <laughs> selective breeding of bacteria. Yeah, how microscopic? <laughs> how the fuck did we do that? That's insane. Hats off to whoever started that. That's crazy. So many scientists came together just so they could make a, a beer over fifteen percent. <laughs> <laughs> the important things, damn it. See, I saw that, but then I was wondering, isn't vodka over that? And then wouldn't that? I think or does that not use potatoes? So that doesn't use yeast. I have no idea. I mean, we're we've talked about getting into an alcohol series, but I think that is true. I mean, it's it's probably I don't fucking know a different type of yeast that's produced when potatoes go bad or yeah. something. That's gonna be my educated guess right there. I don't want to dive too too much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's also I don't know. It's very interesting the amount of like fermented drinks that we've also made. Like I, I know kombucha kind of does the same thing yeah yep, with scopies it? yeah it's it's oh, basically God. a whole big mix of not only yeast but other bacteria um okay i had something oh I, scoby actually like stands for something hmm. uh what is your opinion of kombucha do you like it do you not I, i'm gonna say scoby stands for symbi- symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast interesting but uh i i hmm. think it's decent the scoby really kind of grosses me out a bit yeah i'm not a big fan of that i i i'm sure there's a kombucha out there that i would like but i'm not a big fan of it i don't know if it's the idea that really grosses me out but I'll, this the flavor doesn't really sit well with me i don't know if it's something that it's kind of like beer yeah where you need to just drink it more and more and then eventually you're like you this is the best shit it. ever yeah I think it's probably I, something I, like that. Like, there are many other drinks that I'd rather have over a kombucha. That's for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really know. Oh, God. I'm seeing some fucking weird drinks that are made with yeast now. You ever heard of kumis? No, I have not. Kumis is a fermented dairy product that's made from donkey milk. Okay. <laughs> fermented donkey milk god how did that start why i i don't even know that's pretty much it but it's really gross oh it's got it's it's alcoholic milk pretty much why 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 do you need to do that (laughs) well a lot of uh kind of back in the day a lot of people had alcoholic beverages just because it was safer than like a more natural beverage like water that they would find because the actual fermentation of it and alcohol would kill off a lot of the bacteria and stuff like that. So it was actually safer to drink than like the just dirty water. Yeah. Huh. Which is why it was common that like people would actually drink a lot back in the day, but they drink like slowly over time instead of now where people yeah, just kind of probably... slam it all down <laughs> right away. Yeah, and it probably also had less yeah, yeah. Alcohol I mean, content. They than, weren't like, trying the to we've, like, get messed specialized up. In. Yeah. Yeah, I know one interesting alcohol, not to get too much into alcohol, is, is a lambic. And that's fermented with, like, yeast that's basically just naturally in the air and stuff like that. So it's just hmm. exposed to, like, you know, it's brewed in a certain area of Belgium. And apparently that area is very good for this type of beer but i thought that's it's very interesting that they can make it just from 
like almost nothing. I don't know. Yeast is blowing my mind. Like I had no idea you could cultivate your own yeast at home by like basically putting fruit in water and start growing yeast. And just letting it sit. Yeah. Yeah. I think shit, dude. I remember in biochem in high school, I think we made our own bread from yeast i think we did like a little bit of sugar and some other crap and we let let like sit basically in a bag for a little bit and then once we saw like yeah i don't know if it was yeast or some type of bacterial particles and i think we put flour and other crap in there and then you had to like watch it and let it sit for like i don't know like a fucking week or something like that oh god i think we had to keep adding something to it i don't know if it was water or oil or something but we eventually i think we ended up baking it and then eating it as well Hmm. that was actually pretty cool I'm not too sure what the what the connection is here, but I'm seeing like when I'm looking at fermented drinks and stuff, root beer is actually popping up quite a bit. And I'm trying to see if it's is that actually fermented? Used? I don't know. I mean, it says in the back in the day that brewing root beer in, uh, evolved out of like small beer traditions, and it actually produced some produced like fermented drinks of root beer with low alcohol content. Hmm. Uh, developed actually by Native Americans and Europeans. Interesting, though. Got to dig more into that. We'll put that in the blog post. <laughs> no, yeast is yeast is crazy, though. I I've been freaking out about that for quite quite a while. Another thing that I know my sister wanted us to touch on was actually nutritional yeast and what that was. I have a little bit of information here. And I believe that nutritional yeast is basically just a dead, inactive form of a species of yeast. I Oh, it's brewer's or baker's yeast. Huh. Pretty much just a dried up, inactive form of it. And it normally has like a yellowish tint to it. Um, it's used a lot in cheese substitutes, I guess, in vegan dishes and is really talked about because it has a lot of like naturally like natural, uh, B vitamins and a lot of B12, which is kind of hard to come by in a vegan diet, which is why it got so popular. So does it actually taste like cheese? I've never had it before. I've had some vegan cheeses. I've never had nutritional yeast just alone that to, to see if it tastes like cheese, but I know that my sister eats it quite often. She says that it actually tastes like relatively close to cheese. I mean, I'm sure that you taste a little bit of a difference, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, both is kind of kind of interesting. Cheese is just like old milk, so <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same process in a way. But no, it when nutritional yeast kind of started, it actually took a decent little while to get popular. It actually didn't really get that wildly accepted until the early 1900s. And it got uh, first came the existence of vitamins, which is something we're going to be talking about here in just a little bit. And after, you know, the importance of vitamins for, you know, I don't know, just nutritional deficiencies and like little diseases like that, especially back in the day, that was probably getting a lot of people. A group of brothers, Charles and Max Fleischmann, uh, decided that they needed to find a way to sell yeast. Also, Fleischmann, that's vodka, right? That's a or that's Fleischmann's, Fleischmann. I don't know how you, it's different. Is it not the same spelling? I'm pretty sure know. it's different. They're the yeast company now. Yeah, yeah. There's a. Is it? I don't really know. I assumed that it was the same just because it was so similar. 
I don't really see a lot of Fleischman or Fleischman. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. That's I was curious. I was like, these guys just really getting everything. But back in the day, also, uh, they didn't have a way to sell dry yeast yet. So a lot of people, when they wanted to go out to buy yeast, they would literally get a like liquid cream version of the yeast, which is kind of, I think, kind of disgusting. Yeah, like a liquid cream yeast. Ugh. <laughs> you buy yeast by the bottle. Uh, oh, you still do now, but whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but in another way to be able to get that type of yeast was actually like in old like breweries. They would actually just take some of like the like leftovers that was left in the in the yeah, like the beer foam. Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. They would just take that beer foam and basically like dry it on up, and that would make it into some type of like pressed cake almost that they started selling in tinfoil and actually started selling it door to door. Which is pretty funny, <laughs> going around and selling yeast. Uh, I guess in 1920, the yeast business wasn't really doing so well, and so they needed to find. And that was due to a lot of like the availability of just like store bought breads. Now, uh, you know, not everyone needed to bake bread from home, and so with the popularity of vitamins, they actually decided to pull a pretty tricky stunt and just started like saying this is the yeast for health and uh nutritional yeast is where it's at and started basically this like ad campaign of just like why eating this type of yeast is really important for you and then within seven years americans ate 2.45 pounds of yeast per capita so it really started yeah kicking things off Uh, some of the ads that were made were just like now you'll finally like yeast uh smash this yeast cake into some water and and like or smash it into a glass and mix it with like tomato juice milk or water and you know you'll be uh you'll you'll never get sick it's the cure for the common cold no constipation they even like went out to say (laughs) that it would cure acne And it just kept getting like crazier and crazier. And then by the 1930s, the Fleischmann company lost or uh, launched XR yeast, which stood for extra vitamins. <laughs> and just basically took it as just like, this is the most like nutritional yeast you'll ever get. And um, advertisements got crazier and crazier saying that nutritional yeast was even better uh, for your gut health than fruits and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> And then after a handful more like years of that, the Federal Trade Commission was like, "All right, you guys need to like stop advertising this because it's not true." Yeah, that's how everyone advertised everything back in the day. Oh, it'll cure oh. literally everything. But I did it look it up, really and that is actually the same two people who made the vodka and the yeast company. Really? Yeah. Is why i don't <laughs> i mean they were already in like the beer industry so i guess like i don't really know how different it is with um vodka and stuff like that you know they were in the alcohol industry and this just happens to be like a byproduct that they were able to i don't know yeah i mean i guess if you're cash around it enough you finally you know learn stuff about it and you're like oh we could get into that too i guess yeah, especially like beer and stuff with it already being sold, like the the beer foam being sold, you know, and that's just like a byproduct of it. Mm. I mean, it's kind of like the best of both worlds for them. That's perfect. Get rid of some shit and also make some extra money for it. It's crazy, though, that yeast cakes are still like mainly 65% water, is what it says here. And then everything else is just kind of like really squeezed on into it. I've never seen hmm. a yeast cake, I don't think. 
I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's normally in packages. I mean, I'm assuming that it's probably the same thing, but it's just like not pressed together enough. It's probably just like, all right, that's good enough to go inside of a little bit of a bag. So yeah, it's it's very interesting you... that we didn't actually understand the process of how yeast actually fermented stuff until about like the 1860s and 70s when uh, Louis Pasteur uh, started doing experiments with actually, you know, figuring out how, you know, different combinations of stuff actually came together to ferment. Originally, mm-hmm. people had thought it was, there was a, a theory called uh, spontaneous generation, which was basically just like, oh, you know, water and sunlight just kind of creates it, you know? comes out of nowhere <laughs> and then he was like uh yeah i don't quite think that that's how that works and he found out that it was basically <laughs> like ac- atmospheric dust contained you know the bacteria and fungus that actually you know was yeast and uh, mm-hmm. provided the actual first step in learning how to actually use the process of fermentation even though people have been doing it for you know thousands of years which is thousands pretty crazy years, that yeah. no one understood it at all but they're just like oh, i don't know no. that's what the last I mean, person said <laughs> it goes back to just like using old ass porridge and they were like i have no idea why this works so let's just save a chunk of it and see if it'll do it again <laughs> <laughs> absolutely insane um so not quite the same but what the hell is a yeast infection then i and was wondering that, that as well okay i didn't know if we wanted to go into it because it's kind of gross but uh i'm interested <laughs> <laughs> well i think that kind of stems back to yeast is actually like a very big uh term you know it's not like a specific species so yeah it looks like it's just a fungal infection type. and it's just oh, God. basically because uh, Why it's is a so certain type of fungus too? I feel like I feel like you hear it a lot more with women than you do with men. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I why? I, I don't even think I've ever heard of a man getting a yeast infection, but I don't know. I had do you remember I hope you probably I'm not going to say his name, but a buddy of mine from Oklahoma came up oh, uh, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, he actually when the last time I was down in Oklahoma he and I were hanging out, and then he was freaking out because he was like, "Dude, I think I got an STD." And I was like, "What?" what? Like, what? I think we were like talking over dinner or something. It was very out of the blue. I and he was like, "Every time I pee, like, it burns like so bad to the point where I'm like damn near crying." And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, you have like AIDS or something." I don't know. I don't. Tr- I don't trust that. And he went in. It was just a yeast infection. And I was like, I didn't even know like guys could get that. Um, but I mean, it makes sense. It, I think it all, I think actually, I'm about to answer my own question. I think it has to do with the urethra and the reason why guys don't get it is because obviously our urethra is a lot l- longer than women's. And so it's got a lot more like, I don't know, room to clean itself before it gets infected. I'm also spewing shit out of my ass. So if this isn't correct... I Don't mean, uh, it looks like you can also get a yeast infection inside your mouth. So I think it's just kind of any sort of a yeast infection. Is that thrush? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it seems Gross. to be any sort of like, I don't know, place where they can multiply. 
Oh, I guess yeah. maybe. Is does this thrush just from not taking proper care of your mouth and then or is it only from like I don't know. I I don't know. I've never even heard of that until right now. Oh. I've definitely heard of it. I don't remember how or why. <laughs> do you do you have another friend from Oklahoma that had that? <laughs> <laughs> Same dude. The next day <laughs> d- d- breakfast was like, dude. <laughs> I can't even chew. <laughs> Without almost time was three times the size. <laughs> oh God! Well, if you have a yeast infection, I apologize. It doesn't sound like much fun. Oh, here's a little thing about yeast infection in men. Yeah, it's uh, a lot more popular in women. Okay, so this says that it's a lot more common in women because of all the skin folds and like moisture that mm. is in the area and then with like you know the added heat i don't know it's basically the perfect little thing to get a nice little uh infection i also heard that to prevent a yeast infection actually that women should like use the bathroom after sex i don't know if that's false yeah, or not probably just flush out the all the stuff the fungus. That's, yeah all yeah. the nastiness of a, of a guy so um, apparently thrush is not contagious i don't understand why it would not be because if you had like the the fungi in your mouth why would it not be able to be transferred i don't know say to someone else's mouth i have no idea that makes me curious if yeast infections are contagious in yeah it is in like the genital region why is that yeast infection contagious but a mouth is not i don't understand (laughs) is it a different strain that's in there that's what i'm thinking Jesus, even different strains on the human body. Oh, this one's saying that most yeast infections aren't contagious. Yeah, like mouth. This is crazy, dude. What the fuck? Huh. Yeah. Oh, I guess thrush can also be used for other type of yeast infections. So the one in the mouth is oral thrush. Oh, I didn't know there was difference. What's the other form? I don't know. This is this is getting pretty interesting <laughs> here. <laughs> I want to say that, um, oh, God, where was it? I believe that I went back to, like, the nutritional yeast thing, that, like, uh, yeast actually took a pretty heavy hit after it started gaining some popularity because I think a lot of individuals started writing, like, books or articles and stuff like that saying that yeast would give you actual, like, yeast infections. And that really drove... No, uh, they were trying to do a hit on it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much saying that yeast is actually the bad bacteria, not the good bacteria, uh, and they really took... Was like, that part of, like, prohibition at all, or no? Um, was that just, like, people not being educated on what it is? I'm... No, it says that this is more around the, like, hippie eras of, like, the 60s and 70s, because that's when everyone was really freaking out about, like, I don't know, nutritional health and whatnot. Hmm. And so then they were like, no, 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 we're going to... We're going to stop this, and then, I don't know, I think people just didn't really give a shit and actually decided to get educated themselves. So I'm so. curious. Did I don't know if you came across this. Uh, yeast are, like, in a, like, alive but not alive state when we have them? Or, like, what? They're, they're like, somehow hibernating? Or how how is that working? Because they're not... I have no idea. I'm literally just looking up, is yeast alive right now? Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh God! The first link it says "Yeast Alive!" Exclamation point! Uh, watch yeast live and breathe. Does it breathe? Huh? Is this an animal? Are we eating little See, animals? See, that's what I thought. Yeah, it says they're alive, like plants, animals, and insects. Uh, hmm. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I'm not. I don't know. I think the breathing thing is due to the fact that it uses like oxygen and other things to replicate, I believe, and expels carbon dioxide. And so as it's like pushing that gas out due to like the chemical reaction of it growing, it almost appears to be alive. It's pretty interesting though that they're like ready at an active state. But they really don't, like, wake up until you put food in water or you put them in food and water, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, like ringing it just... a dinner bell for them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Nope, time to get up. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> I know that smell. <laughs> Let's get them, boys. And then they just start, like, going crazy, dude. How does is, – is it – do they I, – I guess I was explaining it a little bit ago, but do they replicate? Is that what's, like – how does dough like I, grow? Is it just getting more? I think. Well, it's the like carbon dioxide that they're like releasing, and then it's getting captured. Releasing, yeah, hmm. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I wonder. I don't know how much carbon dioxide is coming off of it. I wonder how large of a piece of dough you need to be able to like light something on fire and then put it next to the dough, and then. <laughs> I don't think it's actually releasing carbon dioxide like that. <laughs> I wonder how big, like, is there a limit to how much something can rise from yeast? I, or is that just like, depending on how much yeast you have? Yeah, because I think, like, once it, I don't know how yeast actually causes bread to, like, rise. Like, does it actually, like, does it use itself as, like, energy and stuff like that to be able to, could, how does yeast work? I'm mean, going to, all right. How does yeast work? Oh, God, back to the leavening agents. Yeah, produce the gas. So it feeds on the sugars and expels. So it's basically eating the sugars and then, like, I don't know, shitting out carbon dioxide. But then, like, could it just mm. keep doing that forever? I think there's definitely a limit because I've left, like, doughs for a while. And after a certain point, it seems like they kind of lose their stuff. I don't know if it got used up or something. Or they they just got tired. They took a nap. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just get full. They're just done eating. <laughs> Growth limitations. Oh, is oxygen limited? So it depends on how much oxygen is inside of like the dough that you're using. Ah, I okay. believe it says growth of yeast in some fermentations is oxygen limited. So I'm going to assume that it's the oxygen that's in there. But what about the oxygen in the air and stuff? It can't pull that out. I don't know how <laughs> it's probably not. a lot more complicated than one of <laughs> Yeah, it says that other other it depend I feel like it all depends on the damn species of it and then yeah, it goes from there. God, I feel like after every episode our blog's gonna be so long because we're gonna have to do just there's research upon research. I know. I'm still trying to figure out wh- why fermentation even works. Like why it just doesn't go bad. And I am not understanding this at all. <laughs> oh man but like because sometimes it does go bad and you know i know that like brewing beer and stuff like that sometimes needs to be like a sterile process so you don't like introduce 
different bacteria mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I, I just don't understand why some people were able to do it without even knowing and it actually working, you know? Yeah. Because I was going to say, there's sometimes like people's dough doesn't actually rise, even if you put yeast in it. And I think it really is like dependent on the like amount of like flour and water and everything that you use. Because if the dough is actually too stiff, the yeasty air bubbles or the carbon dioxide isn't going to be strong enough to actually like lift the dough. So oh, I don't know. That's why my dough never works. <laughs> I was honestly wondering that. Because like whenever I make a dough, it rises a little bit, but not as much as, as much it should. as you expect. Maybe you need to cut and down I, on that flour. That I mean, I always use like whole wheat flour, and apparently, like there's a different ratio you're supposed to use mm-hmm. when using that instead of regular flour. But I'm just like, ah, whatever. And <laughs> I guess that's my issue there. I don't think I like needed it enough, and it sounds like that's needed. Yeah. Uh in order to actually let it like get a substantial amount. Hmm. Yeah, there's actually a bunch of reasons why bread won't actually rise. Like yeast being too old, which I don't know how what the shelf life of yeast is, but I, I guess that's probably something. Um it, it's it, a couple of, it's like once you open it, it's like six months or something like that. Damn, that's not a long time. Also if your house is too cold, I mean, I don't really see that being an issue in Florida, but Yeah. I know you can like kill the yeast too if the water you use to activate it is too warm or if it's not warm enough then they won't get activated enough yeah Hmm. i know there's a i i've looked it up before but that's actually a really good reason that is probably what it is like too much flour and not enough kneading Mm -hmm. it sounds like yeast is a little pussy (laughs) (laughs) so picky yeah, it's a little picky guy. You got to feed it just properly. You got to ring that doorbell just right. Or that doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I can't say anything right. You got to ring that dinner bell just right to truly get this mouth watering. You got to do <sighs> that little airplane thing like you do with kids. All right, <laughs> open up yeast. Here comes the sugar. Here it comes. Right. <laughs> make that gas bubble. <laughs> crap it out and make my bread rise. <laughs> Please and thank you. Insane. Yeast. What a... Well, I was going to say, what a simple thing, but it doesn't really seem like it's all that simple. No, no, not at all. I uh, I appreciate you, though, Yeast, and I appreciate all the, all the questions that you came with. So I think that's a wrap. Yep. And I uh, hope you guys learned a thing or two. There'll be a blog post about yeast with probably more information than you've ever wanted to know about yeast, but... If any of those questions left you pondering, definitely go to the new what's going on the pod.com website that we just launched literally yesterday. Goof around there. We're going to be making a bunch of posts and other things like that. So have some fun. Have some fun. And uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Are we done yet? Oh, we are. All right. Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, Write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time, that's what's going on the pod at gmail.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. Please rate and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Thank you.